Let's get real. So watch your watch your John P's and your John Q's because it is time for Real Rotten, the podcast that is holding this country hostage until we get a new president. This is the podcast where you watch movies underneath 25% on Rotten Tomatoes. I am Nick. This is Steven. Uh, we're not going to use last names because uh, FBI, you know who to go after. Here's the insurrectionist to your right uh, trying, to, trying to hold people hostage. I'm just trying to uh, convince people of an argument. And the argument is... I'm I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired too. I'm sick and tired of having no money. I'm sick and tired of having my cars gone. My brand new Isuzu Isuzu Ombre Ombre is literally literally burnt to ashes. Congrats to Steven who got a new car. It is an Isuzu Ombre. Uh, It it reminds me of the thing I just ordered some uh, cartridges on Amazon for a record player. And I don't want them because they're the wrong size. And so I was like, I'm returning these. And they're like, don't bother. Here's your money back. That's an Isuzu Ombre. Wow. <laughs> you wouldn't even get repoed. Wow. They, they would just be like, you know what? Keep it. Look who's judging a book by their cover. Wow. Wow. That's terrible. Uh, anyways, enough of this slander. Let's continue with uh, uh, with some more slander. Hi, Nick. How are you? How you doing? I'm good. Uh, we're in 2021 so far. Uh, you know, the same. Uh, but... It is the year of Nicolas Cage here on the podcast. Uh, yeah. We we this is our second episode of the year. Year of the caged animal. Year and of it's the cage. our first and probably only Denzel Washington movie. We're doing uh, John Q. Can you believe it? I can't. I can't believe it either. Um, I was I was at a loss for words. I I totally realized uh, that we're doing a Denzel Washington podcast here. I thought this was a uh, here. I thought this was a movie about uh, this was a podcast about bad movies, not about Denzel Washington. Those are mutually exclusive, if you ask me. Yeah, I thought the Venn diagram of bad movies and movies that make me cry would never intersect, but it did this time, and uh, I'm ready to talk about it, but we we can't talk about it alone. First, we have, uh, there's no Kyle, no Alex today, it's just us and our guest. Uh, Please welcome, first time on the podcast, long time in your hearts, David Rice. Welcome to the podcast, David. Yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate you inviting me on the show. Uh... And yeah, um, I'm always down to talk about Denzel Washington and some of the movies he's done. So, would you would, yeah. would you call him an inspiration uh, among actors uh, or just people in general? I would say both, to be honest. Yeah. If you've ever heard him speak, he he speaks. He's an incredible speaker. He talks not only about movies but about life itself. And I've I've been a huge fan and uh, um, yeah, just overall fan of him for a long time. So I would say both. Yeah, he's on my short list of actors who I'd want to yell at me and like get get like reamed out by. And so I have the story, but in like a respectful way that makes me think about what I've done and what I said and like a better person. I feel like that's what would happen. I would do one thing wrong, Denzel would correct me, and I'd be, I'd tell everybody for the rest of my life, pass on the advice that Denzel gave me in a stern tone of voice. And that's exactly right. And you would never do it again. <laughs> yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> Well, well Dave, Dave, we're going to get to know you with a little game that we like to call Today is, da, no, it. what's your favorite da video? What's the video of your choice? Okay. 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 Let's something, do it. Something like that? <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> uh, oh, no, no. I got it. I got it. David, that changed your life. Uh, what, what movie changed your life? Ooh, easy. Uh, I would have to go all the way back to when I was a little child and I first saw Terminator 2 Judgment Day. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. When you, you saw Sarah Connor do a pull up, you were like, "This <laughs> is yeah. this is like, there it is." <laughs> there it is. Uh, no, seriously, I uh, I'm I'm huge into bodybuilding in the in the fitness world. I, I I spend a lot of time at the gym and everything like that, and I've always had a passion for film. And being a kid, seeing Arnold up there on the big screen, mm-hmm. um, playing such a badass character, I it just literally it inspired me. So from then on, I kind of wanted that to be i wanted to do that so that's the movie that changed everything for me uh you know we do uh we do share uh, a similarity there in that i'm also inspired by arnold schwarzenegger's uh cinematic career albeit specifically jingle all the way which gets me into the christmas spirit each year so so <laughs> arnold inspires me that way not so much in the fitness world let's be honest with ourselves uh you beat me uh, in that department 10 times out of 10 uh but 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 for cinematic wise yeah, yeah. i've seen you eat a whole pint of ice cream you know, that's debatable. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, what's David that uh, that uh, you still go back to to this day for inspiration? Uh, it doesn't have to be a movie. It can be like a YouTube video. It can be like an interview. Let's just, let's Ooh, just say that. It's always going to be movies for me, though. I mean, I listen to a, uh, quite a few things on YouTube as far as motivational speeches and stuff like that. But I think the one thing that I always go back to as far as a film that, that really just... Uh, gets me going would probably have to be the gladiator oh yeah russell crowe's the gladiator when he's talking when he's talking to uh uh joaquin phoenix the first two you mean the you mean the first two-thirds of the gladiator nobody likes the the (laughs) last third of the gladiator gladiator spoiler (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh just that whole movie is just incredible and i never i can watch it a million times and never I can always have, it's weird. I always have the same reaction every time at the end. And it's just, it's crazy. So. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing. Uh, and I lied before Kyle and Alex are here. Hello, uh, Kyle and Alex. Hey there. Oh, Kyle, you shut up too early. That's Alex's music. Uh, Kyle's music is. Is that Kyle's music now? No, it's no. Uh, Kyle uh, came up and did the uh, the whole secret. Came out of nowhere, hit you backstage with a with a steel chair. That that was Kyle. That was Kyle. Sorry. I was kind of hoping that was Kyle's music. No. Well, we're cutting all that out anyway because you guys are yeah. terrible at radio. You, you call yourselves producers. Well, it's time to talk about it. We're we're enough beating around the bush. Let's let's get involved with this movie because this movie really gets involved with you. We're doing John Q because Denzel has a new movie coming out. Um, what it's called, I'm sure our fat corner will tell us uh, after we uh, get a little taste of John Q. Hear, hear that little trailer, the movie trailer, just a little taste. What is it you want? I want my kid's name on the donor's list. I've done everything I can do, I'm sorry. This Friday. This is going to end up bad for you, John. Give a father no options. They're telling me i got to take my son home and watch him die. You leave him no choice. Police will do whatever is necessary for these hostages. Are you praying? Yes, I'm praying. i got a shot at this guy and I'm going to take it. Denzel Washington. I am not going to bury my son. John Q. How's it going to end, John? I don't know. With the PG-13. Starts Friday. God, how's it going to end, John? Speaking of Terminator, jeez. <laughs> that was a different movie than the one that I watched, but that I would be pumped for that movie. Absolutely. It's, it seemed action-packed, not full of uh, dramatic cues and and a lot of self, uh, self-reflection. John Q must have been what inspired... Um like Man on Fire and all those movies when when Denzel took that turn into uh, protecting 
people and getting revenge. Yeah, I mean, this is this is right. This is post training day, so this is right in the right in the epic like ultra mega serious in your face Denzel. Yeah, he did. Uh, remember the Titans training day? Well, the Hurricane. Remember the Titans training day? Antoine Fisher and then John Q. And then right after that, it was out of time, man on fire, Manchurian candidate, deja vu, all in a row. The Tony Scott. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Deja vu, man on fire, not bad movies. Not bad movies. Yeah. Uh, da- David, what do you think? What, what era of Denzel do you think this is? Or is this just, is this just D- Denzel being Denzel? I think this is just Denzel being Denzel, but it's, it's kind of surprising because man on fire, it didn't, it didn't do that great either uh, from a critic standpoint, but I thought it was, I thought it was phenomenal. So yeah. when I'm, when I'm watching Denzel, it's just like, I, I'm just watching Denzel. This is what he does. I think that's what mo- most of America thinks. It's like the Tom Hanks effect. It's like Tom Hanks can do no wrong and he can play in almost any role and, and everybody's just going to eat it up. Um, I'm going to give you a hundred million dollars, uh, says America, if Tom Hanks or Denzel. Yeah. Audience, audience wise, it's his fourth highest rated movie audience score oh wow on rotten tomatoes yeah, yeah let's get into that yeah let's get into the critical and, and public because it is crazy 23 percent critical consensus 23 percent um um what what is this where we turn on the critics is this the episode where we turn on the critics finally uh and just say all <laughs> critics are assholes uh because oh. of this because of this rating at 23 percent for this movie it's not worth 23%. It's not a good movie, but it's not worth 23%. Yeah, I'm taking James Nelly. I'm going to take him in a, in a chokehold. I'm going to pull him into the ER, and I'm going to hold a gun to his head and make them all change their votes. My son is going to get a good rating at the end of the day. That's right. Yeah, no participation trophy for this one, James. <laughs> We're going to get into James in a minute. 78% uh, audience, though. Of course. Of so, course. That's three, three out of four. Walk out of that theater happy campers. Yeah, yeah. It, that's way more believable, way more believable than than twenty three. I think this people being overly positive about this movie is more viable than than being overtly negative. Yeah, agreed, agreed. David, when was the first time? What was your what's your history with John Q? How did you come to it, and uh, why do you like it? I so be honest with you, I don't remember the first time I watched it or the first couple times, but uh, I just watched it recently again and. I think I, I think I, I don't I can't obviously can't speak for everybody, but I think I know why the rating was so high and for the audience is because when I'm watching it, there's obviously a bunch of things that are just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> watching it, but it just comes for me, it just comes down to how far uh, this guy would go to save his son. And mm-hmm. that's like, you know, that's touching. You know what I mean? So I think there's a human element that's brought into it that you could just grab onto a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then, like I said, other side of it, critics, I mean, reading a few of them, like I wrote down a few of them, like it just says, there was one that I read, it kind of made me laugh. It says, this movie comes dangerously close to saying that the solution to a personal grievance is, well, terrorism. So, I mean, it's just like. <laughs> I saw that <laughs> one too. I, I, I was close to that one. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. It's a fair point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why would you go? Well, domestic terrorism, we all know, I goes know. a bit far. It's like, <laughs> I was trying to think of what uh, minuscule problem I would solve with domestic terrorism. I mean, we already know what uh, some people would do domestic terrorism uh, on. on By the way, FBI and NSA, if you're listening, this is the second time that we're mentioning uh, domestic acts against the against our great country. We just want to know that we're uh, we believe in the Constitution. I mean, to get movie theaters back, I might take Kyle hostage. In, in, yeah. a movie, in a movie theater. That's fair. That's fair. Because that's a personal grievance. Kyle, you would be in on it. You would be. I in, would definitely be in on it. You'd be in danger, technically, 
but I it and I might die, but if movies come back, it's worth it. Kyle's the Kyle's the uh, English as a second language uh, person who gets released by John Q and comes out and says <laughs> that man is a good man. <laughs> that's who Kyle is in that in that hostage situation. Kjax is the cop. Oh, that language has, does Kyle speak? <laughs> Kjax is the cop that has no fucking idea great, what he's doing. Great guy, great dude. <laughs> yeah. Kyle's second language is is obviously. <laughs> Obviously, Lithuanian. Um, my blurbs, but thank you for providing your blurb, David. Unless well, Ron, you had a different one. Ron Tomato said uh, Washington's performance rises above the material, but John Q pounds the audience over the head with its message. Um, so that was the consensus. A lot of heavy language in there. We're just going to move right past it. <laughs> I'm going to take those as disrespect. Yeah, yeah. Just watch your mouth there, real rotten. Um, my blurb is uh, from uh, our guy Eric Harrison from the Houston Chronicle. He says, It's a powerful, though flawed movie, guaranteed to put a lump in your throat uh, while reaffirming Washington as possibly the best actor working in movies today. Uh, I agree that I agree with that statement in 2002. I agree with that statement today. This was Denzel at the peak of his powers. Uh, yeah, Post-Oscar Dan Sales. Yeah. When he could do no wrong. And yeah. he does carry this movie, and he does make you cry. So I, I see no lies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had uh, from Rick Groen, uh, enemy of the podcast at the Globe and Mail. Like, I don't Groen when Rick Groen's on. First of all, nobody calls it a Globe anymore. It's called the World Buddy. And uh, nobody uses the Mail anymore. It's called Amazon. Okay, get with the times. But he said, uh, like a tone-deaf singer at a benefit concert, John Q is a bad movie appearing on behalf of a good cause. Okay, sure. Yeah, uh, It was a fun analogy, yeah, at the I very like, least. I like that. Uh, David, uh, did you have another blurb? Actually, I do. Um, so I, uh, I focus more obviously on the, uh, the critic side, um, but doesn't so much need a heart as a brain transplant. <laughs> wow. I thought that was kind of messed up. Like, come on. <laughs> that one I thought was the most concise and, uh, and, uh, eye catching. Yeah. It was the one that I read that I would remember maybe in a, in a week. <laughs> yeah. Very low brow. If we're being uh, and if we're bringing up the negatives, uh, let's do a special section. A big, uh, a big fuck you to the critics uh, who are criticizing universal health care. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, Terry Lawson of the Detroit Free Press. Go fuck yourself. As an argument for national health care, John Q is embarrassingly one-sided. As a movie, it's just one-dimensional. What 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 one-sided, one-dimensional? Are we talking about here? Are you are you saying the the embarrassingly one-sided pro? Universal healthcare? I don't think that's embarrassing. Do you think that's embarrassing? I don't. For somebody working for the free press, yeah. they sure uh, they sure have yeah, a lot of. He's swimming opinions. in that newspaper money pre-internet, so he's not foreseeing the future. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, he's turning into the toxic avenger, uh, and he can avenge. Uh, he can avenge uh, no one's death. Um, <laughs> And then we have our guy, James Berardinelli, of Real Views, because that's a real publication. The uh, number one enemy of the podcast. Yeah, his real views are, his real views are that of an asshole. Uh, he said, a poorly scripted, preachy fable that forgets about unfolding a coherent, believable story in its zeal to spread propaganda. <laughs> I think that's good propaganda. I've never heard of good propaganda until just now. I mean, if you're going to spread propaganda, the ones that is spread in this movie very heavily... I will. I will agree to no bureaucracy. Get direct health care uh, uh, for your for your loved ones I mean, without having to result to hostage negotiations. Yeah, in Canada, this movie is over uh, in the very beginning when he takes his kid to the hospital. It failed in Canada. <laughs> it failed in Canada because they're. Oh, I don't know what the situation. Yeah, everybody's is. like, this is the most unbelievable. They don't know story. how to how to relate to this at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Aj Ebert with Ebert. Yeah, he, uh, Ebert gave it one point five stars. He said it's so earnest, so overwrought, and so wildly implausible that it begs to be parodied. 
Was and it was it parodied? I think I I think what he's getting at is nowadays in every medical drama you have a John Q episode. Like either a special arc or a special episode. Like I'm pretty sure this happened in Grey's Anatomy. I'm pretty sure this happened multiple times in ER. Um it's happened probably in Chicago Med, you know. It happened in Scrubs. Yeah. David, as an actor, would you want to play the role of a guy that holds a, an ER hostage? Absolutely, 100%. Yes. <laughs> but, but what if his cause is not just? <laughs> uh, well, I guess you have to, well, as an actor, when you read something like that, you have to think about, oh, you kind of yeah. have to step back and not judge who the character is. You got to figure mind. out where they're coming from. You know? yeah. yeah, Stanislav. All that, mm-hmm, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just, I'm just spouting words. <laughs> um, <laughs> I found a rating that you don't usually find. Truthaboutnursing.org. I can't believe they did a review. They on this did a movie. review on this movie. They review all movies with nursing in them to see if they're true. So the Fair nurse, enough. the nursing rating was two point five stars, which feels respectable. Is it out of four? Uh, I don't know. Even out of five, that's still kind of respectable. Okay. Artistic rating one point five. The guy eviscerated the movie as a as a movie, but then at the end he said. Uh, Kevin Connolly's portrayal as an ER nurse was good, if not if a little too unrealistically positive, but the character is certainly a good role model for nurses. Uh, that was from Harry Summers, MD. Yeah, he's not advocating so. <laughs> that nurses are positive people. That's that's not a good thing. <laughs> not a good thing in this country. He was preparing for Entourage. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, it, it was the prequel where E... Uh, Sees too many bad things in ER and has to just move. Gotta with his go bu- make it in Hollywood. <laughs> He's gotta go move with his buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I heard I was a really good actor in this. Uh, <laughs> in this, and I, I'm going west. Speaking of going west, we're also going to the fat corner. It, it is time to find out who who directed, who wrote, who uh, did everything in this movie, and nobody else can take us there except for Kyle, I guess. Uh, hi, Kyle. And I guess. Hey. <laughs> Happy New Year, Kyle. Wel- uh, welcome. It's good to hear you. Yeah. Uh, director, we have Nick Cassavetes. Nick Cassavetes, uh, a a a Hollywood uh, uh, nepotism, nepotism, but but still like a, a staple of Hollywood. Yeah, uh, he, he, really. Son of son of John Cassavetes. I honestly, I felt like he had more cred than than I realized when I yeah. uh, looked at his IMDb. I was like, oh, this guy hasn't done anything really. <laughs> yeah, he's barely done things. He, but he's most notable for directing the Notebook. Uh, he's also directed Alpha Dog, uh, a movie called The Other Woman, at which I the Other Woman. Remember. It's a future contender. It's uh, uh, Leslie Leslie something. Leslie right? Mann, Cameron yeah. Diaz, yeah. and uh, uh, Kate uh, Upton. Kate Up. Kate wow, Upton. remember Kate Upton? She, wow. had, she had a time. Wow. And then My Sister's Keeper, which is a similar movie to John Q. Yeah, um, also based on, uh, for his daughter, uh, fun fact, Sasha, who has a content, congenital heart disease. Which is why it's mentioned in the end of the movie for Sasha in the in the title credits, or the end credits, sorry. Uh, Kyle, keep it going. Nice. Uh, writers, James Kearns. James Kearns Goodwin, uh, uh, one of our famous uh, uh, secretaries of state. No, I'm thinking of Doris Kearns Goodwin. Sorry. Uh, uh, James Kearns has only written one movie, and it's this movie. Uh, he wrote some episodes of TV and some TV movies, but uh, this is the only place you'll ever find his work. Uh, so, not no, great. Not really. Here's a not, fat corner not for great. Doris Kearns Goodwin is a biographer and political advisor, not former secretary. Wow, congrats. Anything else, Kyle? <laughs> uh, fun fact. Um, composer, Aaron Zygman. Aaron Zygman is, we're an Aaron Zygman podcast. I didn't know that. This guy has done, I went through, he's done at least 40 movies, only six of which 
have a fresh rating. Give me, give me four. Can you give me four movies? Just no. Well, he did all the Nick Cassavetti movies. Oh, okay. Uh, but he also did The <laughs> Ugly Truth. Um, yeah. He did Sex and the City Two. Wow. He did uh, I Saw the Light. He did that movie, The Shack. Oh. The Shack. Wow. And he did Step Up and Step Up to the Streets. And he did oh. What's Your Number. Step Up to the Streets and Step Up. Arguably good movies, though. We need to put that on record. Step Up is under 25%. How have we not done Step Up with Channing? No, he's not in Step Up, is he? Channing Tatum and uh, ex-wife. Oh, yeah, Jenna Dewan. Jenna Dewan. David, are you a a Step Up guy, David? Yeah. Uh, No, no. I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) You know, nah. Don't don't put me in that camp. Okay, fine. Don't put baby in that I'll stand alone on Step Up Corner. I'm stepping up. I'll, I'll stand up. Who's our editor? Uh, D.D. Allen. D.D. Allen edited Dog Day uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Yeah, I uh, thought that was a fun, uh, fun, any, fun fact. Anything else besides that? Yeah, she's done a lot of movies, uh, but oh, cool. I couldn't nope. tell you. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Actors. Uh, obviously Denzel. So this movie is stacked. This is one of the only times we get to talk about him. He only has two movies under twenty five percent. What's the other one in his career? Is the other one one of his early uh, ones? I just looked it up. It was 11%. It's like, yeah. is it the one it's with Russell he- Crowe? It's called Heaven. No, it's called Heart oh. Condition. Heart Condition. Heart Condition. It was, oh, yeah. It was, it, like, was, <laughs> it was the prequel to uh, John Q. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Both of those movies involve bad pounds. hearts. That is not good. <laughs> um, but that was like a rom-com, right? Wasn't that like a Racist comedy? police officer Jack Mooney, played by Bob Hoskins, has a vendetta against Napoleon Stone, a charismatic black lawyer who's sleeping with Jack's old flame, yeah. Chloe Webb. So there you go. Jack has a heart attack, but his life is saved when he receives uh, Stone's heart. Since Stone died mysteriously the same night as Jack was stricken, Stone is not completely gone. Okay, that sounds weird. <laughs> I don't know if I'd watch that one. <laughs> Future contender. <laughs> but uh, very... He's done at least 30 movies, 28 of them uh, above 25. Almost all of them amazing. He's he's a famous stage actor, too, and, and you can't take that Oscar away Oscar Academy Award winner. Yeah. A constant nominee. Um, he, he's, he's a legend among, among the uh, acting community, uh, both on stage and off. It's, there's, there's so much to say about him, and, and the only the one, time, one of the only times we can talk about him I don't. I don't want to say anything else besides that. I mean, he's he's probably in the ten most. He's definitely in the most ten most recognizable actors of all time. Absolutely, absolutely, without question. David, did you want to say anything else? So I'm sorry. You were you, were you just talking about Eddie? No, we're talking. <laughs> 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 no, we're talking about Denzel. The legend, oh, Eddie. Oh, the yeah. legend Eddie Griffin. The legend <laughs> Eddie Griffin. We're gonna get into Eddie Griffin in a minute. All right, all right. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Denzel, when I think about great actors, uh, he's literally one of the first people that come to my mind. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll do our top five Denzels at the end of this uh, episode. Yes. But who's up next, Kyle? Uh, Kimberly Ellis. Kimberly, Elise. Kim, yeah, Kimberly, Kim, as Denise. Yeah, yeah she was. Uh, she's in other Denzel movies. I don't really remember her from anything else besides this. Uh, okay, I kind of. Manchurian Candidate. Have you seen the I, Denzel Manchurian Candidate? I have not. With the uh, Lip Schreiber? No. One day. 
All right, Kyle, keep it going. <laughs> this is excellent content. Uh, David Thornton. David Thornton has Jimmy Palumbo. Not the, I don't know anything about him. He's in. You'll notice him from some '90s movies and 2000s movies as like the sleazy guy. He's I'm like fake. Uh, he's guy. fake Sasha Baron Cohen. I thought he was Sasha Baron Cohen yeah, this whole movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, that's a good point. Uh, next up, Laura Herring. Though uh, I did I did just watch uh, Mulholland Drive. Oh, she, she, she is, is a, in Mulholland Drive. That's right. She's one of the ladies. One of the ladies with uh, Naomi Watts. She's Mulholland, and I think Naomi is Drive, yeah. I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got it. Uh, go ahead, Kyle. Uh, we had Kevin Connolly playing Nurse E. Nurse E. <laughs> yeah. not, that's not his real name in the movie. But his name is Steve. Gonna, yeah. Steve in the movie, but yeah. he goes by E, the end of his name, Steve. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Steve. Steve. I know, not, a, not one Sloan appearance in this movie. <laughs> yeah, no Emmanuel Shuriki. Um, but yeah, he was in it. He was in it as the, the positive and yet critical uh, ER doctor nurse. I like nurse him. Doctor. I like him as an actor. He's got a, he's got a little... Look, he's one-dimensional, but his one dimension's good. Yes. Yeah. He's not a great director, though. Doesn't have much range beyond, uh, beyond uh, you know, being E from... Not a great agent, either. Yeah, he didn't get a lot of jobs for uh, our boy. Yeah, great. Let's, bring up, let's keep bringing up a fictional universe. <laughs> keep going, Kyle. Uh, next we have Anne H. Anne she Hesh she as Rebecca Hesh. Payne. Is it Hesh? I thought it was Hesh. Hesh. And Hesh. And Hesh. And Hesh. And Hesh. She plays a heartless. Hallie. Heartless. And Hesh. Yeah. <laughs> Rebecca Payne. I don't like Anne Hesh. There's nothing anybody can do that will make me like her. I yeah. don't know. There's something. I've listened to a couple of interviews with her, and she was always she was very mean in all of them. And I, I just, I've heard good things about her otherwise, but the times that I've heard her talk to people, it's just like. Not a fan. Tough. Not a fan. Really well, confrontational. so well. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, that's why she's such a good. Yeah, that's why yeah. she's good at that she's character. Like you hated her. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Speaking of people we hate, who's next, Kyle? Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, James Woods. Jimmy. <laughs> good old James Woods in that. Uh, good old James Woods. Uh, by the by, the most racist way I could put that. Good old James Woods. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's terrible. Uh, terrible person in real life. Not the worst actor in this film. No, not terrible. No, no. Uh, did, did his job. Did his job. Kyle. Great. Uh, Eddie Griffin. Eddie Griffin as Lester. I didn't know Lester's last name was Matthews, but apparently his last name is Matthews. <laughs> but his name up. was Lester. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Eddie Griffin, a famous, famous comedian, a comedic, comedic actor. Second time on the podcast. First time being... Who's, who wants to say it? Because I'm going to say it in three, two, one. The Mod Squad. Men in Black. Oh, he was in Mod Squad. Yeah, I was. was I thought this was our first Eddie Griffin movie. No, he was in the Mod Squad. He was uh, Link's Link's uh, older brother, older cousin, something like that. But yeah, uh, he was briefly in that film. Uh, but yeah, he was. I miss Eddie Griffin. Well, <laughs> I was seeing him again. I'm like, oh, that's why we need to do more Eddie Griffin movies. I'm I'm still waiting uh, for the day we do Double Take, Future Contender. <laughs> Oh. Undercover Brother isn't eligible, is it? It's ineligible. No, it's not. It's too. Ah, uh, thank God. That's a great double movie. take. Is probably one of the funniest movies I've seen in a very long time. Oh my God, we're having you back on for for double take. Then it's done. <laughs> yeah. It's one of my favorite movies of all time for sure. It's in, good. In regards to silly, silly espionage com- comedy romp. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, what does he say? He says, uh, 
Mother's cookies. Mother's damn cookies. Undercover <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Brother, seventy-seven percent. Yeah, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, keep it going, Kyle. I thought it would be critically reviewed horribly. That's why. No, sir. It's a great movie. Uh, next we have Ethan Suppley. Ethan Suppley as uh, the guard, Max, uh, Max Conlon. Uh, Ethan Suppley, um, this is in, this is in his most famous part of his career prior to um, My Name Is Earl when he start when he starts to lose weight and now nowadays he is a, a bodybuilder. Yeah. So so let's bring it full circle, David. Did you know that Ethan Ethan Suppley is a professional bodybuilder now, basically? Yeah. When I I when I came across his profile on uh, Instagram, I was like, this guy looks familiar, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. That's him. It's that, it's that guy. He, yeah, he's serious. Like he lost a bunch of weight. He's mm-hmm. he's buff. He's like, yeah, he's in good shape. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah, he's huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's a monster. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah. I first noticed it obviously uh when he was on My Name is Earl. You saw him lose a ton of weight. And then it just escalated from there. And uh yeah, he's oh, like yeah. like a he's big on the on the old YouTube and uh on the Instagrams and uh podcaster and all that stuff. Oh yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool story for Ethan. Proud Is of. there, uh, David? Do you have a list of bodybuilder actors that you like? Uh, or I guess Schwarzenegger would be up there, but any other guys? Uh, oh yeah, Dwayne. Um, so big Dwayne. Yep, Dwayne Rock. Yeah, the <laughs> you know the Rock definitely. Um, let's see who else is. I mean, Chris Hemsworth, kind of. Yeah, there's this like, like there's yeah, there's like the the fit guys, like the Mark Wahlbergs who want to be bodybuilders, yeah. but not John Glaude. That's the thing too. It's like uh, my favorite actors are the ones who kind of go with the role. Like you got extreme people like Christian Bale, yeah, uh, Matthew McConaughey, who literally put their bodies through hell and they should be hospitalized most of the time during the <laughs> process. But then, like you turn around and you see Christian Bale in in, in uh, the Dark Knight, that whole trilogy. He was he was he was he was pretty big for his yeah. size. Yeah. So it's like I don't just look for actors who are like big, you know, in, into bodybuilding. I just respect the actor who can go where they need to go to get the physique they need for the role. If that makes sense. Oh man, if you got the role of a lifetime, but you had to get kind of fat for it, would you would you, would you be able to do it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing I ask myself. Like it'd be hard. <laughs> Tough, tough, but I, I think I would. Uh, I don't know if I'd go as extreme as, as some of those guys, to be honest, yeah. but uh, I think i do what I can. Yeah, like if you're doing like like uh, like a, the life story of someone who who's who's buff and then has to, who gains a bunch <laughs> of weight, like Ronnie Coleman or like David Goggins, like you, you get super fat and then you get super shredded and then you got to get super fat again. Like it's like, <laughs> no. like yeah, let's do that within eight months. Like Rob, Mc- <laughs> Rob McElroy. Yeah, 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 like, like fat Rob. Have a doctor, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For the record, you got like Brad Pitt and Fight Club, like shredded yeah. not an ounce of fat on him mm-hmm. there you go yeah but he also can't eat on set that would be the bummer see like no hugh jackman instances. hugh jackman and yeah. wolverine the he, whole freaking franchise he was rips and he just he just wouldn't stop this whole time you yeah know? so it's just yeah the huge ackman huge jackman huge jackman yeah yeah kyle sorry we're interrupting you next we have ray liotta Ray Liotta and like uh, a nothing role. This uh, weird. We're gonna get into this. Is the phoning him and, phoning it in role? Him and Robert Duvall. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, let's yeah, just break it down. Yeah, right just, here. the yeah, cops. Not, the cops not, really phoned this in, the, literally and figuratively, in this film. And not letting Ray Liotta cuss at all. 
Yeah. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah. Let everybody else cut. Let everybody else yeah. cuss. <laughs> I swear, I heard like three f bombs, and this is supposed to be a PG thirteen film. Yeah, <laughs> they even let Anne Hayes smoke right in front of Ray Liotta, and he didn't even get to have a cigarette. That guy wow. loves cigarettes more than life itself. Well, yeah, this but is pre chantics. Yeah, pre chantics. Pre chantics. Struggling. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, stupid police. We'll talk film. a little bit more about them. Kyle, when did it come out? What's it rated, and what's the runtime? Yeah, it should have been rated R, uh, but PG thirteen. I mean, they showed the whole heart surgery scene, which was pretty, uh, pretty intense for I, I even think a PG thirteen movie. Yeah. Um, Speaking of hearts, what's the release date? Uh, February seventeenth. Wow, this is a Valentine's Day film. It's a date movie. Wow, this is a Valentine's Day weekend movie. Just take that. Except the heartstrings. This is the Valentine's Day after nine eleven. I'm. I add to you. And the movie that they released is about a heart transplant kid. Who, More like flicks and of the, the and flicks of the heart situation. Flicks of the heartstrings. Yeah. Domestic terrorism situation. Yeah, that's perfect for post nine eleven America. <laughs> Runtime. One. Oh, sorry. Uh, hundred and sixteen minutes. <laughs> I, I was going to say looking. an hour and fifty six. I was going to say an hour and fifty six, and then I was looking at one sixteen. So you, you, you could have done it. It's fine. I know. Um, 116 minutes. 116 minutes. Okay. It was longer. All that out. It felt longer than that, but uh, it did. It really felt like it a was two and a half hour. Movie. It was an hour 56. It was a little too long. There was like three endings in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> this was, was like yeah. Return to the King, Lord of the Rings, where uh, it ends five times, and then you're like, oh, I can't believe they won again. Oh wait, <laughs> it's not oh, over. Wait. Not oh, over. <laughs> Back in the Shire wait, again. Not, yeah. <laughs> It's not over when he drops the ring in? Okay. <laughs> yeah. 45 minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. Now we're on a boat? Okay. Okay. <laughs> Taglines. Alex. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're our tagline guy, Alex. Give a father no options, and you leave him no choice. Brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, this was in that uh, little 30-second trailer that we played. That might be one of the first time that's ever happened where we've had the movie trailer voice say the tagline that, uh, of the movie. Thank you for that. Um, uh, what's his face for that? John LaFontaine? Yeah. Don LaFontaine? I think it's a good tagline. Uh, my tagline is, do you have the heart? I don't know sure. what you would imply from that. Uh, well, <laughs> do a whole you? Lot. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> men, like strong men could take it as an affront. Uh, it's but... <laughs> basically the movie asking you to hold an ER hostage to get your medical service. Do um, you have a tagline? Yeah. You think he's just going to stand there and let his son die? <laughs> okay, that, that's really good. It has to be all caps, too. Yeah. And it's and it can't be the same poster that you're seeing for John Q where it's where it's Denzel like looking over his shoulder. It's him like screaming like at the poster. I don't think Denzel talks in all caps. He talks in like hard period hard periods. Not when he was talking to uh, Lieutenant Grimes. He was yelling at him. Yeah. Who's yelling at that part? When he yells, though, it's it's not like a... A lot of the time, it's not like a scream. It's like a... I beg to differ. Training day. That's all I got to say. Training day. Even that. I don't know, David, what do you think? I can't even give you an impersonation of Denzel, but (laughs) (laughs) to to catch a sheep, you got to become a wolf. That's all I got to (laughs) say. Yeah, David, thoughts? Thoughts? Do you have a tagline? Uh, <laughs> when you look at this movie poster, what, what's the sentence you read on the bottom of the poster that makes you want to maybe see this movie? Uh, I hear this hospital sells bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I got none. 
That's really good. I for sure see that movie. <laughs> that that and it's John Cuse starring Denzel Washington. It's like I don't know what this movie is. I'm going right into it. If it's involving bullets and Denzel, I'm I'm all in. That's like a perfect fake movie trailer in a movie. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is a uh, Ebert's parody of it. Plot, yeah, there it is. The the plot keywords nothing special. I'll just run through them. Hospital, insurance, hostage, heart transplant, healthcare. The entire plot of the movie. <laughs> the, the, wow, yeah. what uninspirational plot keywords. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. But uh, if you want to know what it's about, it is those five things uh, in detail. Yeah, so. that's that's basically how it carry that's 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 the lead up to the climax right there. Yeah. What else shows up when you when you click on insurance? That's what I want. <laughs> uh, the um, uh, that movie Cedar Rapids with Ed Helms, where it's about insurance convention. Yeah, and uh, and Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Even though it's not technically about insurance, but it might as well be. Might as well be. Uh, trivia or no budget? Thirty-six million. Would it take? It gained one hundred and seven million. Well, technically, it didn't gain, but it, it made, made one hundred and seven million worldwide. <laughs> 36 is pretty cheap for this movie with these actors. There was, I think the yeah, reason why it was, it was pretty uh, studio based. Like y- they probably had two st- sound stages overall. And, and that's where they, well, they, they shot it in filming. a group of provincial uh, government buildings in Toronto, Ontario. That's Adja- unbelievable. Adjacent to the filming is a hospital, which they didn't shoot in. And on, on at least one occasion, they blocked access to the emergency room of the real hospital. Wow. So that's the, uh, <laughs> so, so never mind on that, they, but, but they just must've paid in Canadian money. Yeah. That's all that happened. That's how so they, they paid in Canadian money. money, got paid in us doll hairs. That's a lot of loonies. Yeah. So th- that's good. Uh, any other trivias? Uh, <laughs> uh, John Q and his son Mikey's uh, blood is, is type B positive. This is the third most common blood type in the world with around 8.5% of people of the world having it. The irony is that John Q and Mikey's blood type is B positive or B positive half hope. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty interesting uh, trivia moment. I'd click that trivia and say helpful. Uh, the, other, the other instance, uh, the other trivia moment I wanted to bring up, this is a third movie collaboration between Ethan Suppley and Denzel, the other two <laughs> yeah. obviously being Unstoppable and Remember the Titans. Both good, also good movies. Sure, I didn't see Unstoppable. Unstoppable's a great movie. Yeah, okay. Unstoppable is uh, with John Travolta, right? N- no, that's... Uh, that's Taking Pelham 1, 2, yeah, that's 3. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I got it. Unstoppable's the one with Chris Pine where they're on a train that won't stop. Yeah. And then they're like... Oh, that's why I confused me. They're both on trains. Yeah, they're both on trains, and they're like, this train is unstoppable. <laughs> and, <laughs> There's no brakes yet. Yeah, and then yeah, that's yeah. when uh, that's when Ethan Suppley started working out, and he's like, I'll stop the train. What if I'll he... Stop this train is he... with my forearms. <laughs> so, it's speed, so it's speed with a train? Yeah, it's speed with the train. Yeah, it's got like explosives or something. Yeah, it's remember. got or it's like running. It's got explosive and it's going towards a, a main city center, and they have to like have it derailed. Denzel's like just got fired from being a train conductor, and Chris <laughs> finds the new. Uh, yeah, he was a drunk. It's right? a good movie though. It's a good movie. It sounds terrible, but it is good. Denzel gets fired a lot for Tony being Scott's an amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tony Scott's last film. Um, any other trivia you want to bring up? Uh, this movie. Oh, sorry, David. Did you want to bring up any trivia? Sorry. Um. Uh, uh, you, I'm good. I'm good. All right, good to know. <laughs> well, it's kind of based on a true story. New Year's Eve, 1999, in Canada, this happened. Uh, a, a man took his son into an, e- an ER because he was not being seen, and then he was murdered by a yes. SWAT. That's, yeah, that's it. So his name was uh, sorry, I have something right here. Henry Masuka, uh, New Year's Eve, 1999, Toronto, took his kid in and uh, pretty much held the ER hostage because his son wasn't getting immediate care. They ended up shooting and killing him, and they found a BB gun 
uh, empty. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, and then the, I guess the uh, the writers, directors, they knew or they learned about it on set from uh, I guess a SWAT team that was actually there, kind of informing them along oh, the way. Wow, told the story. Oh, wow they, they didn't, didn't even they didn't even know about it before. <laughs> they did. They that's what they say. You know? <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Now it's time uh, for our Real Rotten Recap, uh, or as Nick likes to call it, the Synopnik. And, uh, and <laughs> Synopnik, and apparently uh, we're going to run right through this, so Nick, please. I'm just, just going to say the whole thing. Uh, here we go. Nick to the facts. A beautiful woman driving a BMW crashes when she's too slow trying to pass a big rig. First, okay. That lady was not good at passing cars on a very dangerous freeway. She she was awful. Did she yeah, deserve? She was, she was parallel with the semi <laughs> for, for a like long time. Two minutes. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. The, the semi. Yeah. At the same time, John. I Hughes... was screaming at the television when that was happening. <laughs> <laughs> same here. At the same time, John Q's car is getting towed, showing that he and his family are not great in a, in a great financial position. Uh, then their bodybuilding loving son, hey, just like you, David, are you, is Mikey based on you as a child? They should oh, yes, absolutely. They should have showed Mikey <laughs> watching Terminator 2 and and then him doing the... Uh, <laughs> they didn't have the rights for it. <laughs> yeah. You're on a $36 million budget. That would have cost him. Yeah, above the budget, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, while Mikey's trying to steal second... Uh, he actually steals our hearts because he needs a new one and uh, insurance won't pay for it. So John's got to scrape up the cash. He goes literally everywhere with his wife and they, uh, they can't figure it out because you need $250,000 for a new heart of $70,000 to get on the list. And uh, so then eventually he decides to hold the ER hostage to get his son's name on the donor list. It works. Ironically, it works. And he gives all the patients universal health care. Wow. During this time, a whole hour and a half, he calls around, cops come, do nothing, a sniper goes in, misses a wide-open shot, a woman beater is beating up himself, uh, Eddie Griffin is sewn up, a man is saved from a gunshot, and then eventually everybody's happy except the son who's going to die anyway when they get the name on the list. Uh, he ends up getting his son to the hospital. John Q has, has an A to that as in an answer, and he says he'll kill himself to give his heart to his son. Right when he's about to shoot himself dead, the woman's heart is delivered and his son is saved. John avoids being arrested immediately when Eddie Griffin pretends to be him and leaves the hospital and is arrested in his place. And then uh, James James Wood flicks the boy's heart. Boom, he's alive. John goes to jail, goes to trial, is sentenced to... Uh, two years. Two years. The end. The end. <laughs> That's it. So are you for real? <laughs> Besides that entire plot... <laughs> David, what other what other four real moments do you have in this film? Four real moments? Let's see. I'm... There is oh. there's a lot of things that happen in this movie. Actually, there's it's... so many things. Yeah. Um, I mean, so many things that are <laughs> obviously wrong. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I got to say one thing. It, if I can go back and and rewrite this whole thing, I would have just took. And Heesh, the one that plays Rebecca Payne. I just took yeah. her hostage and, uh, you know, tortured her a little bit. And then wow. Was, you know? Wow. She was bad. She was just cold. But uh, It probably would have gotten done a lot sooner if 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 they had exactly. just done that. Should, like a Saw remake, put put uh, James Woods <laughs> against Anne Heche? Uh, speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of Saw, the producers of this movie uh, produced Saw as well. Oh, really? This is a... Uh, it's a Saw production, yeah. Wow. Uh, 
my first Are You For Real was when they're driving in the car together and playing that driving mumbling game. <laughs> what was <Yeah>. that game? <laughs> that was cute. That was cute. That was a little cute. Yeah. <laughs> the word <laughs> is dashboard. <laughs> dashboard. <laughs> dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> that Denzel, the, a good Denzel laugh is one of my all-time favorite movie laughs. Uh, when he does like his like real hearty laugh, which he did right <laughs> after she said the dashboard thing. Yeah, that's one of my all-time favorite moments in any movie. Is when I hear Den- Denzel and Julia Roberts when they do like a real authentic like good laugh. Ah, I'm in. I'm in. I think that's what pulls me in. Whenever I watch Denzel or people like, like you said, Julia Roberts, they just like everything they do is just it's it's genuine. So you 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 can't help but laugh or cry with them. You know what I mean? So it's just yeah. it's really really interesting to watch. He was so good in this movie. Really good. Uh, speaking of not good, uh, James Hart, James Woods, do do doctors flick the heart? I feel like they do. <laughs> like when you first when you first brought this up, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of weird. But then I rewatched the scene. I was like, oh yeah, they do sort of that thing. It's like when you slap the baby, like you slap the baby because it's like it's not <laughs> reacting to anything. You do it to get a reaction out of it. It seems weird, but I think that's just what they do. Like. What what else would they do to check if the heart's beaten? Well, now know? they use now they use like a little electro like zip like the yeah, little tiny yeah? a tiny exactly. zap. Is that what they do? But I look yeah. I googled it. They don't paddle you because paddle is when your heart when you need when to you're jump, crashing. Yeah, yeah, when you need to jump start yeah. it, not when you need to just. Boop. I think they use yeah. like little mini mini paddles or a little mini probe type of thing. Well, a little heart yeah, little heart sized yeah. paddles that <laughs> super tiny. Yeah, literally <laughs> heart shaped. <laughs> Hey, little kiss, little Cupid's kiss. Other question nope. is, I, is it just me or is what did did you think Denzel's heart would be too big for his child's body? No, that's what they brought up because his heart was three times enlarged. He's the, the opposite of the Grinch. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's three, yeah, <laughs> not it's all the bad parts of the Grinch. Uh, none of the good redeeming qualities. Uh, his heart is enlarged three times. That's why he says his heart's big enough to fit because of Mike's heart already being that big in in his cavity. You know. Okay, I'm not That's a doctor. Some solid logic right there. <laughs> no, I, I, no, I believe what he says. It's like if you have an expanded stomach and and then you take part of that out, like you're gonna have some space in with that uh, that less part of the stomach. You know, this is true. This is true. I'm just letting you know. This Speaking of solid logic, how did Denzel slip past anybody to watch to be able to to be there for the whole surgery? I, they just well, Robert Duvall just let him. Robert Duvall let him. That's what it was. But saw Eddie no, Griffin's like, nobody, hey, wait a minute. Nobody checked Eddie Griffin on the way out. Nobody knew what John Q looked like. So they, they didn't immediately just be like, oh, this isn't the guy. No one was watching that news program that hacked into the uh, police feed. I'm yeah, yeah watching him get shot. Yeah. yeah, on national television around the world. No yeah. Yeah, speaking, That's why Universal Healthcare didn't pass. Speaking of that guy, I hate. I hated that guy in this, the reporter guy in this that movie. That guy from One Tree Hill? He yeah. was terrible yeah. at his job. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a good reporter. During the scene where, when everybody's getting let out of the hospital, he was doing the worst narration over the whole thing. It he was, was uh, ridiculous. He was at, almost as sleazy as the reporter from Die Hard. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's who he felt. Like. <laughs> same, know? same tribe for sure. Or the, or the, or the uh, news, uh, or the radio guy from uh, Angels in the Outfield. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we're gonna into that later. Um, I think actually, uh, I think the the most for real moment for me was putting Mike, actually putting Mike on the list and performing the surgery while there's a hostage situation happening in the ER. I think that's the craziest thing is, and he's actually not just bluffing 
the family and saying, yeah, he's totally on the list. Just let everybody go. You'll be fine. That part was weird. Yeah. Like, like I think as a, as a better plot twist, it should have been like, yeah, he was never on the list to begin with. But, hey, uh, we just found this heart. Like this heart just happens to happens to happen because Denzel pushes him to actually put him on the list. You know what I mean? I think that was one of the coolest parts uh, of the movie was when, like you said, they put a, they put his heart on the list. All that stuff happened, and then the guy said, "Oh dear God!" and literally sprinted like yeah, like I think yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I was. That's what all I was going to say. He was just they just showed him just running his ass off, you know, to get this this information to him. Shout out to that guy. That was his moment, and he ran as hard as he could. Man, oh, and we don't know his name. He He's not even acting in anything else, and he and I felt like he could have been in every other every other thing that Nick Cassavetes ever did. Yeah, like he that. seemed like a legitimate nurse to me. Yeah, like that's solid. somebody that would be at a hospital. Legitimate yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he had those like cold eyes, but still warm eyes at the same time. You know, like well, he looks like the type of guy that just plays the bad guy in every single movie that you <laughs> see. Like one of the side guys that are just that's I'm gonna, just there. I'm going to give you the backstory on this guy. He's an ex-heroin junkie and then got clean, went to college, became a nurse. And that's why he's I so know, good uh, at being bad. a nurse. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. He's the guy that gets he's... his ass kicked first by Steven Seagal. No, an ex-heroin <laughs> <laughs> Steven Seagal. After he wakes up from the coma, no. he put, he's the one that puts him in the chokehold. <laughs> no. I'm just doing oh. my job. An ex-heroin junkie could never run like that. Uh, real, good, real good moments of the movie. Uh, my favorite moment came in the beginning when uh, Jimmy pal of denzel was uh just smoking he was smoking a cigarette drinking a four pack of tall can of buds at that ch- children's baseball game <laughs> that's americana right there yeah. <laughs> i was like oh shout out to my guy jim yeah jimmy palumbo he uh, he after nick's heart he that guy overacted every single scene and i appreciated it and i was uh i was happy for him i think he overacted because he was buzzed off those buds yeah he he made the most of all of, of his time yeah. he was like i'm best friends with denzel i gotta match his level i gotta i gotta be up there and it's just like it's just this guy named jimmy palumbo just yeah. going for it yeah. yeah hey man he's operating heavy machinery in long days so he's just trying to blow off some steam Speaking of blowing <laughs> off some steam, uh, Denzel uh, beats the brakes off everybody in 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 this movie, and you gotta appreciate every movie where Denzel's just giving it one hundred percent all the time, and he does. He had dynamic range throughout this entire film. Um, that you know, when it was needed to be funny, he was funny. When he needed to be serious, he was dead serious. And when uh, he was emotion emotional, he was k emotional. He slipped in a couple of good jokes, and I I cried twice when I watched this movie the first time the other night. Yeah, you cried everything yep. though. Um, but I was no no excuses. Do I, no no excuses. <laughs> no you're excuses. just an emotional person. It's yeah fine. yeah just, you're right. Just admit it. You're right. Um, Cassavetti's great actors director. Like the like Nick Cassavetti <laughs> does this thing where he brings out the best of of an actor in regards to their emotional like limits and their emotional peaks. Like he did it with he did it with Denzel. Obviously, he did it with the the whole family. Like even with Mike, can only say like one sentence. His his one sentence that he could say was super impactful. Uh, when he was you know slowly dying. Um, <laughs> like he did he like he did this with the Notebook with with every scene with Rachel McAdams and Ryan Gosling and then with James Garner and and that old other old lady. Like he Casavetes did this in Alpha Dog. He he does this. They're they're great character movies. Overall, not gr- not great movies. Overall, like not plot. Yeah, plot gems. It's the writing then. Yeah, the writing's Eventually. not the good. He he lets good actors elevate 
bad right. writing, but then when there's so much bad writing, sometimes it's over. Hard he to lets actors do what they want to do, hence why Ray Liotta phoned it in, hence why Robert Duvall phoned this it This movie's in. social propaganda was insane the whole time. Yeah. It was like every other sentence was like, and that's why well, there's too many guns. And then that's why, like, I, I'm i like, hell yeah. And then I'm like, oh, wait, they, they got me again. <laughs> Aaron Sorkin writing this script? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, Anything else? What What's the best part of the movie to you, uh, David? I think um, <clears throat> what touched me the most um, was at the end when he was in the car after court and uh, his son called his name or whatever and he was flexing a little bit and then he said, thank you. Like, I, I don't, I can't remember a movie where, because there's always movies out there where the dad saves a son or the dad saves a wife. I don't ever remember everybody just saying thank you. You know what I mean? It's it's almost like it's expected. So I think that part, uh, that really touched me. That was probably my favorite part. It looked really good, too. That was extremely well shot. When he, well, he, first yeah. of all, he ducks under the bar- barricade. They need to do a better job barricading, first yeah. of all. But but when he got under there and, and the shot of like going right past him, that was my favorite shot of the movie, yeah. for sure. Absolutely. And I, lo- talk about I, love his flex. With- I love his flexing. This that kid flexing on everybody constantly. That was I swear to, like, that was that was me as a kid. Like I did, and I thought that's why I was just laughing the whole time. When he was that. that was me. <laughs> Can we talk about that part with Ray Liotta and Robert Duvall? That's like it's in every cop. That uh, you you tell me how to do my job. Like or it's like, do they have to do that every time in like a cop interaction? <laughs> You know, that's yeah. that's just how it is. Yeah. It's the like, worst part is Ray Liotta later on. You is telling me how to do my job. <laughs> Ray Liotta later is like, you, you got to save my ass now, bro. You got to save my ass. Yeah. <laughs> just I'll like, buy you a steak. Come on, buy you a steak. <laughs> I was like, who oh, are buying you a steak? Huh? I was like, who are these guys? Get them off my set. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. You know who did uh, the cops right? In in a hostage situation movie, Inside Man, Denzel Washington. Wow, there's another one. There's another one there. Not to get ahead. Denzel, right? Not to get it. Yeah, not to get ahead of ourselves. Uh, Who worked and didn't work for you? I think we can all agree Denzel did work. Who didn't work for me? uh, Sorry, his wife Denise. uh, Elite. What's her real name? Kimberly Elise. Kimberly. Kimberly. Yeah. she was good when they were together and like could work with each other. But when she was on the phone with him, she was like changing her tone all the time. Like when she called him and was like, he's on the list. And she was like ecstatic. And then she was like, but he's going to, but him losing him. He's, he's yeah, dead. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kind of threw me up. I was like, whoa, whoa. I was <laughs> like, weren't you just happy? Like a second ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she, did, she did that like multiple times. I was, yeah. Uh, not too egregious, but I, it, it was just like... I, I really wish that she would have just straight up just cussed out uh, Rebecca Payne instead of, you know what I mean? They oh, yeah. Little, yeah. Rebecca yeah. Payne and James... For a second, you know what I mean? Yeah. Him and James Woods, they both got off pretty scot-free. Like, they were the bad guys almost the whole time. And then they uh, both of them at the end were like, oh, we kind of like you now? Are we supposed to like yeah. you? I didn't know. <laughs> I thought they and should just... Yeah, and then wasn't James Wood sitting in court with like two women? Like, yeah, with his <laughs> with his wife and daughter. Like, yeah. Is he going to jail? That or was his wife and daughter. Jail? Oh, was it? Oh, I thought they were just two random women. <laughs> they could be. <laughs> These are my concubines that I that I found on. I mean, I wouldn't found on Fox I thought News. Those Day. were his residents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were probably yeah. just like. Uh, Hey James, you got to come back in for the last tri- uh, trial scene. He's like, "Well, I got these ladies. <laughs> Can they be in?" I told them they could be in this movie. Yeah, we're we were going to an anti-immigration rally, but uh, <laughs> I guess we can we can go we can stop by this film first. Um, 
What, uh, yeah, I mean, Eddie Griffin worked for me, for sure, besides Denzel. He was great. Uh, Eddie Griffin's always always great as a comic relief and then uh, uh, preaches some knowledge uh, at the end of everything. And then, who didn't work for me? Uh, I said it before, I'll say it again. It's Anne Heche and then uh, Ray Liotta because he phoned it in. Uh, more so than Duval. I, I, can't, I can't give Duval back credits. Uh, Duval was fine. Yeah, yeah, Duval was just fine. Ray Liotta just wore one suit and was there for like two days. Yeah. Hashtag hate yeah. for hate. That's all I got to say. Hashtag hate for He was for on H. set for an hour. Yeah. yeah. He was like, how'd I get these stars? How'd I get these stars? And I was like, were you in the war? He's not even really Italian. I was like, who is this guy? He's Irish. I'm the only Irish motherfucker. Right, now you're done. Uh, replace, a, replace an actor with a Muppet. Uh, David, did you have one for this? You know, I... I, I I don't know. Uh, oh, we'll give you time, uh, Stephen. Yeah, who, who, time. You got, who you got? Who you got, Stephen? Yeah, mine would be uh, Kevin Connolly with uh, Skeeter, or of course Eddie Griffin with Pepe the King Prawn. Oh yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, those are good. <laughs> I was gonna do James Wood with Kermit. That's a solid. He'd one. be too likable though. So maybe Anne Hayes with Miss Piggy. No, you can't do she, she, Miss Piggy. She'd be good I at. I couldn't imagine Kermit being like a dick in the movie. Though. <laughs> yeah, like that'd be. Kermit, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Kermit would have to be. He'd have to be E. He'd have to be uh, Kevin Connolly's character. That's Kermit. Yeah. That's Kermit. <laughs> no, he's not as high strung as Skeeter. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, Skeeter would be good. Is Skeeter the one that goes meat? No, that's Beaker. Skeeter's the one with glasses. <laughs> yeah. He was the stage manager for the Muppet Show. Uh, that's who I would replace James Woods with. The meat. With Gugger. <laughs> yeah. Now Bunsen. Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. Okay, I'd make Anne Heche the Cookie Monster. You'd be Anne Heche with the Cookie Monster? <laughs> <laughs> Except it's the Money Monster. It just eats money. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> well, that's good. You get no coverage. Om, nom, 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 nom. Um, <laughs> make it fresh. Um, Nick, you both agree. Uh, what We both agree that what? Um, I think John Q has to die. I think he has to die at the end of this. Yeah. Um, I went yeah. a little bit darker on, on this route. Um, <laughs> so at the end, uh, the twist ending, ending is uh, John Q, uh, right before he's uh, he goes through with the plan of killing himself to give his heart to, to his kid, uh, he's shot by police through the heart, so his heart can't even be used. So the mom loses not just the husband, but the, but the son as well, and pushes legislation advocating universal health care, and it will pass due to, it, uh, due to both those murders being televised nationally. Uh, the movie would this movie would then smash box office records in the 2000s and push real life universal healthcare into reality. <laughs> so thank you, Nick Cassavetes. Yeah. In my uh, false reality. Okay. Wow. Yeah. There you go. How do you, you like that? Uh, is there a make it fresh moment for you, David? Ah. Mm. <clears throat> make it fresh moment. Something you could change. Something you could change to make it. Uh, to make it actually a good movie. <laughs> um. Like I said before, probably just taking taking her hostage, Rebecca Payne. <laughs> just torture. Just maybe, maybe a pistol whip or two. Uh, <laughs> get a little dirty and uh, show her how serious you are. And just, get the name on the list. <laughs> I just want to reiterate that. <laughs> we are a woman's right but <laughs> We don't advocate any sort of violence. <laughs> it, sounds, it still sounds okay, like you're well, maybe, talking maybe take her out and use her heart. That that's the way I would. Oh, that's yeah. smart. Maybe she I gets find out she's the the blood type they need, and then he just says, "I'm wow. sorry, I got to do what I got to do." Yeah, re- replace her with the girl driving in the BMW. Yeah, yeah. just put Rebecca mm-hmm. Payne in that spot. 
Wow. That's right. There you go. Yeah, there's nothing I could do. Now let now watch me burn out in my beamer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, she, yeah. Just immediately car accident. They just bring her body in. <laughs> that would be an all-time twist ending that uh they'd be like, Don't tell anybody about this twist. And directed by uh uh Seth Rogan and Evan Goldberg. <laughs> oh. Uh and yeah, that's it. And now it's time for the top five. Top five. Uh, we're going to do top five Denzel movies. Your personal top five Denzel movies. Um, there's a lot to choose from. I'm going to I'm gonna go quite a few. Quite a few. I'm going to go first. And I'm going to do five. my five through my one. Wait, I have one question. Does, yeah. he, does he have five animated movies? <laughs> Does he have one animated movie? I don't think. <laughs> no, then I don't have a favorite. I don't have a favorite. I don't think he does. Yeah. <laughs> I will admit, off the bat, I have one glaring blind spot uh, with Denzel, and I I feel bad about it, and I I'm going to do it. Just this, say it. This year's the year. I I'm going to watch. Well, everybody else saw it in class, and I didn't get to, my teacher didn't show it. Glory. I never seen Glory. Glory. Oh, I've never seen Glory. Yeah. Okay, cool. You guys, you guys have to watch it. It's, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, I missed out. His yeah. first, his first Oscar performance. He won Best Supporting for that, right? Or he was he at least nom. Nom, at least nominated. He got the nom. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Was that your Was that your first one? No, that was just the one that Marvel I had to Mitch? say. So I, I'm going to go number five is uh, Crimson Tide. Wow. Okay. I love a sub movie. Okay. Love when people are on boats. I like him. He looks spiffy in a uniform. So I'm about that. My number four, I'm going to go remember The Bone Collector. Uh, the Bone Collector is a great <laughs> <laughs> Is that your number four? No, my number four is um, I can't choose. Four is Man on Fire. Okay. Number three is Remember the Titans. Number okay. two is Training Day. Number one is Inside Man. Interesting. Okay. Why Inside Man is your number one? I, I just want to ask. I don't know. I really... I can watch that movie over and over and over and over. Hmm. I think... I love everything about it. Okay. It is one of uh, it's probably Spike my Lee's favorite, better films. It's probably my favorite Spike Lee movie, too. Yeah, it's one of Spike Lee's better films. Yeah, I agree. D- David, do you have a five, or, or do you want me to go? I sure do. Go, you, okay. You go right so, ahead. number one would, uh, would have to be Glory. Number one. Um, oh yeah. Overall, overall, his his career performance. Number one is Glory. Uh, I don't, okay, I don't know. Okay, you can I'm go. Just, f- you can go five to one. He did win. He did win. Oh, uh, he won best supporting. Best supporting oh, wow. for that for that movie. It's hard enough to be honest with you to pick five of my favorite of his movies. Uh-huh. Uh, so I'll just I'll just list them, but they're not in any particular order. As okay. Performances. So I have Glory. Um, I have Man on Fire. I have Flight. I think Flight honestly would probably be one of my one of my favorite ones. Um, have you guys seen Flight? No, surprisingly, that's I have. one of the only Zemeckis's I have, I have not seen. It's good. So it's 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 basically about this alcoholic pilot who almost the plane just malfunctioned the plane, almost crashes, but he saves it by f- literally doing a barrel roll and flying it upside down yeah, and then uh, landing in the field. The plane the plane scene is really great in that movie. It's it, unreal, but just the the character arc, everything in it incredible um so i have flight and then i have american gangster mm-hmm. and then uh two guns yes yeah. wow. <laughs> he he's just funny as hell but he's also badass at the same time you know so it's just yeah okay i love that i yeah yeah that's one of them I, that's one of the denzels i haven't seen is two guns 
You haven't seen Two Guns? I have not seen Two Guns. Uh, Mark love, Wahlberg, you got to check it out, man. Love it's Two good. Guns. Yeah. It, it's, it completed Mark Wahlberg's uh, five. He did Lone Survivor, Two Guns, uh, Four Brothers, th- uh, Three Kings, and uh, he hasn't done a five yet. So Transformers we'll, Five? Transformers Five. <laughs> 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 we're waiting on that one. Um, okay. All right. Uh, if we're going to do that, then I'm going to go number five, Philadelphia. Uh, number four is going. Wait, Philadelphia plays. Uh, it's I guess it's a supporting role, but he plays Tom Hanks' lawyer. Um, yeah, he plays a lawyer. <clears throat> number four. Man, I was gonna say Bone Collector because I did see that in the theaters. Um, but I just saw Bone Collector for the first time, probably like last year or the year before, and great detective movie. It's good. Yeah, it's a good detective movie. It's bad though. <laughs> it's good but bad. Yeah, I can't believe they made a TV show out of that. Um. Uh, number three, I had it, I had it. Number three, American Gangster. Uh, number two, number two, uh, number two is Fences. And number one <laughs> is Training Day. Fences you, because... Seen, you've seen Fences? Of course I've seen Fences. Uh, I'm a big August Wilson fan. Uh, he he was he played one of the leading roles. He played the producer and the director. He's played it on stage. He knows that role so well, and he still knocked it out of the park. Him and Viola Davis in that film. I will vouch for Fences till the day I die. Okay. Equal then, Equalizer is good too. Eh, no, not in it. That's all time. That's a that's a top five. Da- that's a top five dad movie. Dads that's love dad Equalizer. Movie. That is a very dad movie God. for sure. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> Alex, coming in hot. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm far away from the mic. You gotta change your input level. I learned this last time. Oh, did I blow out your ears, Kyle? Oh, um. Yeah, yeah, but but his all time role is Training Day. Like you can't beat Alonzo from Training Day. <clears throat> he was so bad. I mean, bad in a good way. Like yeah. his character was so bad. I was like, dude, this guy is this guy is no good. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you, I I wanted a prequel to that film of just of just the evolution of of Alonzo. Maybe my favorite bad cop of all time. Yeah, yeah, he's right up there. There's a lot of bad cops and bad a lot in of good bad movies. Chow and Fat, good bad cop. Yo, can I give love to one movie? You yeah, guys didn't you, mention? you and Kyle each get a movie. Is, why? Why is it the the siege? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know why it's a siege because it's a good movie. No, uh, Book of Eli, man. Oh yeah, Book oh, of Eli. I, I almost said that. I almost said that. Yeah. Book of Eli is incredibly underrated. Solid movie. It's a good movie. It, it really is. It really is. Top a, five blind movie for sure. <laughs> yeah, top five blind movie without question. <laughs> the the reveal of that. I just remember being in theaters for Book of Eli, and when they're like big reveal, he's blind, and you're like, okay, <laughs> like, all right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just said. Honestly, it. does anybody else think that he's like the best at getting shot? Yeah, you know what I mean. Have you you watch him get shot? I he, swear he has like the most. I don't know how. I don't know how it feels to get shot, but he just he it's takes weird. it. He, he takes it like a champ. Yeah, yeah. In this movie, he took it pretty good. He sure did. You, you totally forgot about it actually after it happened. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh, damn thing bit me. <laughs> I loved all the people, uh, all the people outside cheering him on. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they didn't great. go. To, they didn't cut to the audience more. Um, Other honorable mention: Crimson Tide. Yeah, that's what Nick. Yeah, because nobody mentioned that. Yeah, no, I'm just. Uh, I haven't seen that one. Oh, that's a good one. Gene Hackman and uh, James Gandolfini. Okay, check it out. Check James it out. Gandolfini, the Gray. Kyle, do you have a you have a shout out? 
Any? Uh, uh, I mean, you guys pretty much mentioned them all. I'll shout out uh, Malcolm X. I actually haven't seen that one either. Oh, that's a good one. That, I, 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 yeah, it's very long. That's the Stephen. Didn't movie. Netflix just take it off Netflix? I mean, uh, yeah. didn't they take it off right I, as you were about to finish? Yeah, as I was getting into it's the really final good, hour. Though. Yeah, I watched the first two hours and then they took it off and then I couldn't. Seriously, watch it they now. just cut it off on you? Uh, no, I, I had st- I was like watching it in, in, in like beats, and so like I was gonna watch it over like the next day, and then the next day was the day they took it off. Uh, I wonder if that happens if it strokes at midnight and then it just cuts off if it's uh, getting yeah, it, it has happened if you turn it off your thing off and back on it will be gone it's happened oh, to me geez. before and now it's time for the game uh what what do we want to play we have some bad hombres here um it's either we do same title different movie or we pitch the sequel to this film uh, D- David, why don't you choose? So, t- same title, different movie would be it's John Q, but it's n- entirely different plot. Just happens to be called John Q. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the other, or the other option is we pitch the sequel. So the so what would be the sequel to this movie? John Q two. John Q. John Q to you. Oh, let's do the sequel. I think that. <laughs> or John R. Yeah. Yeah, John yeah, Q. Public. That's the sequel. Okay. Yeah, All right. Uh, so you got you. We'll give we'll give you some time, uh, David. Nick, do you have a do you have a pitch ready? Uh, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. John. John. Uh, okay, I got it. Okay. Um, John Q. Goes to prison, as everybody knows. Uh, but prison isn't as easy as he uh, thought it would be, and uh, maybe a man with impeccable morals doesn't always uh, stay straight, and uh, he still doesn't have a job when he gets out of there. In fact, they're in a lot of debt. So what's he got to do? He's got to make some connections. But what was he? A car mechanic. What does he know inside and out? Cars. What does he like to do now? Drive fast. Let's go. John Q, too fur- too Q, too furious. My guy John Q is going to run. It's It's gone in 60 seconds. Meets Fast and Furious. Meets John Q. He has to pay all these uh, hospitals and all his bills back. And the only way to do that through cars john torque yeah john torque <laughs> uh so wow that's yes yeah, so that's it and uh he gets a little estranged from his son mikey or or you know how he tells mikey don't do the don't get into the bad things maybe that's how it starts uh mikey mikey gets into some bad stuff owes some people some money john q's got to help him out uh and he does it wow with cars wow all right well that's a story uh, David, do you have a do you have a pitch or or do you want me to go? I got a little something. I got a little something. All right, so let's take it away. John's 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 in prison uh, or jail, um, and it's been some time. And then he gets a phone call, and his wife is saying, "You know, we still don't have our our truck back. You know, my car or the car that they towed in the beginning. We don't have it back. I need it. I need it for work." Um. So. He says, okay. She says, do something. I need you to do something. So he says, okay. He breaks out of prison, breaks out, and he goes straight to the auction yard where they're getting ready to auction it off. And he holds everybody there hostage again (laughs) and then demands that his car be released immediately. Wow. He's as passionate about his car as his son. But he has backup this time. His son's old enough. You know, he's tactical now. He's had some training. (laughs) Like two years. Yeah. (laughs) 
Is it John David Washington playing yeah. his son? <laughs> is this Tenet? Are you just pitching Tenet? <laughs> but it's all, it's all, yeah, it's all in reverse. So it's, yeah. <laughs> it'd be so great if he just he just gets addicted to hostage holding <laughs> and like it's his I thing now. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. That's P- people at the auction would just be like, take your car, man. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wanted it anyways. Yeah. It was a station wagon, man. <laughs> uh, this is an Isuzu Ombre, <laughs> my friend. This is a, a rare classic. car. A classic. <laughs> this is manual shift. Four speed. Four speed, brother. Uh, I think it's a five speed. <laughs> my, my sequel. Uh, just like everybody's story, <laughs> John's in prison because <laughs> that's how it ended. Um, but he decides to become his own lawyer and uh, learns that there's loopholes to his case and that he actually has a case against the state for for false imprisonment and, and a myriad of other uh, charges. So he decides to become his own lawyer and he finds his passion. Uh, instead of becoming a manual laborer, he becomes a, a litigator. And not only frees himself, but starts to free his other um, his other uh, inmates in uh, in the jail. And what do you know? The warden doesn't like that, and so Denzel's gonna have to take that prison. (laughs) (laughs) You thought I was going one way? I gave you another way. It's John Q to you, buddy. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, So yeah, there it is. Those are the three movies: Alex and Kyle. Alex, uh, which, which flick are you gonna? Alex, you're win? in charge. Choose which which movie are you buying a ticket to. Those are all solid, but I'm gonna go with David's. Wow, <laughs> the the, the auctioneer holding holding hostage. Okay. Auction Washington. Wow. <laughs> there we go. I just I just want to see a movie with both of them. <laughs> oh, there's that's gonna happen. It's gonna be like uh, it's gonna be like the Ken Griffey biopic. That's what it's gonna be. No, you know what it's gonna be? It's gonna be a it's gonna be a reboot of Looper, and it's gonna be dense <laughs> being yeah. uh, John David <laughs> just being yeah. stabbed the entire time. Oh God! You know what it could you know what it could be? It could be John Q going to you see the the ending scene of John Q when he goes to jail, but then when they open up the jail doors, his son walks out, and John Q's there to pick up his son, and it's like. 20 years in the future, 15 years in the future when his son got into some shit and then they go from there. I don't know what else oh, after that, like but exploring the I, but, but, prison industrial complex. I, I just like that, the, that yeah, I just like the, uh, the, the visual really is, uh, and then John David Washington, JDW. Anyway, uh, why didn't it. you pitch that movie? <laughs> Cause Kyle, I thought real, of it after Kyle real quick. Did you agree that you'd rather see David just say yes or no? Sure. Great. Uh, final thoughts. Is this better than the Big Green? I say no. Is this better than the film The Big Green, uh, which is a soccer absolutely. Film? I say yes. Kids yes. soccer film. Okay, good. Y- yeah, glad. Nick, is this the day that a movie is better than The Big Green? I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I'll have to check back in. I, I'm gonna rewatch The Big Green. I'm wow. gonna rewatch it, and then uh, then I'll decide. Size a lot. Um, re-rate this film. I'm gonna give it a solid seventy. I agree. I think the propaganda knocks it down a little bit to like a oh, 60. Oh, who's a capitalist in this room? Oh, <laughs> who would have knew? Yeah, capitalist pig. Uh, David, what's your number? Uh, or no, let me, let me speak it in uh, bodybuilding terms. <laughs> what? How about you, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, I'm going to have to agree with the 70. 
Yeah. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good number. Like, seen, like it's fresh, uh, but I don't want to make it to where it's like borderline fresh. It, it's a little yeah. bit above that. There's just, you know, there's a couple. It's campy. It's a campy, campy little movie. Yeah. Sappy, sappy movie. Sappy movie that you watch, uh, which brings me to my blurb. Uh, it's right in uh, the Washington wheelhouse, and this will definitely please your family after a pleasant night in with a home cooked meal. There we go. Nick, you got a blurb? I. Uh, John Q. Uh, Public. John Q. Archibald. Come back to me. David, you got a blurb? <laughs> it's your one sentence review of the movie. It's a heartwarming thriller. Plain and simple. I like it. That's it. That's it, honey. Nick? This movie has heart. When it needs it, it just had to be put on the list. <laughs> What's happened to you, Regis? <laughs> um, uh, real recommendations. Uh, we we pause for a little bit for for you, uh, for you, David. So the real recommendations that we have is you know something that you watched recently, something that you've read recently, listened to recently. It can be like an album, podcast, film, TV show, uh, book. Uh, whatever. So, uh, do you have a recommendation to the world out there? Yeah, I was actually thinking about the question you asked me earlier about what I go back and listen to or watch mm-hmm. um, when I pick me up or anything like that. And <clears throat> I've been listening to a lot of movie soundtracks, and one of them being obviously one of the greats, Hans Zimmer. Um, don't know if I slaughtered that name or not, but you guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Wow. Kyle's, Kyle's very familiar with Hansen. Oh. You, yeah, you just put those headphones <laughs> in and you play one that. of those tracks. Yeah. So I, I think that's a great record. From a particular movie or from just uh, like his just cat a, his yeah, catalog. His catalog. Um, Man of Steel is probably one of my favorite soundtracks. Okay. Um Dang. One of those rare, uh, better yeah. than the movie. Soundtrack is better than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it definitely elevated the movie a lot. Yeah, I agree uh, with that. But yeah, I just, yeah, I just love it. I okay. Just love everything he does. Excellent. Excellent stuff. Nick? Uh, I, I'm on my, my quest for, my uh, quest for, uh, last year I saw like maybe 15 new movies that came out, it feels like. It feels like I didn't see any movies, and usually I see close to 40 or 50 a year. And uh, I so, why. so I made a list of 50 movies that I did not watch last year, and I've I've been slowly knocking some of those out. Uh, the last one that I watched that is was good, Sound of Metal on Amazon Prime with Riz Ahmed about a uh, metal drummer who loses his hearing. Yeah. Uh, real fucking good. Pretty heart-wrenching. Uh, and just like, not even rough, tough to watch, uh, but there are points and, uh, I would recommend it. Good movie. Very good. Very good. Steven. Uh, b- before I go, uh, Alex, uh, Kyle, real quick, you're, you're real Rex. Uh, I'm going to recommend the Netflix docuseries, The Night Stalker. Oh, I only have one episode left. You know the fucking pretty vibes. creepy, yeah, pretty creepy. Yeah, fuck, it is. fuck that guy. I mean, Steven, you didn't tell me that you had a family member <laughs> that you know was out there. I'm the Joker, baby. Well, now you know. 
good, good. Oh, I remember now. Um, <laughs> Great. I watched I watched Point Break for the first time recently. Oh, like the new one, the Patrick like Swayze, no, Keanu? The, <laughs> no, the classic. Not wow. the. I didn't even know they remade it. Um, unbelievable, <laughs> man. That movie was bonkers in all the best ways. I recommend any everybody watch that movie at least once. So good. All so right. Good. It's on HBO Max. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Yes, sir. Surf, yes. surf's up, bra. Let's Hard go. <laughs> yeah, summer surf. Uh, summer of surf coming up. Uh, we might do the the remake Point Break, uh, which is really bad. It's really bad. one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Oh, I can't believe you saw that. Oh, like, I you saw watched it. What's the next? I watched it. I watched it. Uh, no, next is infuriating more than uh, more than. <laughs> I think I watched next at your house, Nick. You the the Nicolas Cage movie next next at Nick's yeah no I next thought, at Nick's oh I thought we were talking about the MTV dating show next <laughs> no, no that's that was, very the good best part about the, the MTV show next is when they would get off the bus and then she would just look at the guy and be like next, next. <laughs> and he would just he would just turn around and get back on the bus and the guys would be like oh <laughs> yeah okay um, <laughs> my uh, my real recommendation is uh, call your mother. And it's not a TV show. It's not a. It's not a podcast or anything. Um, if you know, if if you if you got a mom, if you don't got a mom, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pry about your business. Uh, call your loved one. Call your loved one. Tell them how much you love them. Uh, once in a while. If it doesn't have to be every day, it doesn't have to be every hour. But you know, once in a while, you 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 feel like it. Tell tell someone that you that you care about. You love them because it's important. Because right. just like John Q, everything could change in an instant. Yep. There you go. Wise words. Way to end the wow. podcast. David, yeah, thank you so was... David, thank you for coming on. Thank you guys for having me. I ser- seriously a great time. Yeah. <laughs> really yeah. Can't wait to have you on for uh the, the next episode that we do. It'll probably be sooner rather than later because that's how we roll. Double nowadays. take, dude. Double take. <laughs> Double take. <laughs> Mother's cookies. <laughs> Mother's damn cookies. <laughs> Can't wait. Um, but as we say, you know, keep it real, keep it rotten, stay fresh. Uh, we love you. Take, uh, take care of yourself and each other. See you on the other side. Inauguration day tomorrow. Hey, baby. Denzel Washington. (laughs) I said it's Denzel Washington, the best actor ever. He's so darn some films are ripe, some films are rotten We like our potatoes, our gratin You watch a film, but you can't even But here comes Nick and Steve And they break it down, they turn it out And when it was over, you wanted to shout I want my money back that was real rotten Real fucking rotten yeah. <laughs>